Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Thanks for listening to the Best Of Heard Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. Oh, my. On a Tuesday, a busy Tuesday, a phenomenal Tuesday. Live in L.A., it's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. These days are getting crazy. They're sneaking up on us. If you thought Jason McIntyre was a Jets fan before today, wait until Aaron Rodgers signs. You know how fun and interesting that would be for our show? kind of worried about it for the show. We're going to become the Aaron Rodgers Jets happy hour. Uh, we're going to turn the power hour into the happy hour. And obviously you have the big Friday announcement to make yes. for this yes. show. Yeah. All right. We'll get to that later. <laughs> oh! All right. So let's start with this. Mike Silver, who's a friend of mine. I have my little company, The Volume. He's my NFL guy. He doesn't make stuff up. He is now reporting. They're exhausted. Green Bay wants to move off Aaron Rodgers. They believe he, quote, checked out after he signed the contract last March. He just checked out. He did not have a good season. He had his worst season in a long time. So Mike Silver said they want him out. Trey Wingo, haven't heard that name in a while, reports Aaron and the Jets had conversations yesterday. Nothing is imminent. But Rodgers is open to the idea of the Jets, and Tyler Dunn, had him on the show before, excellent Jets reporter, excellent Packers reporter, said, remember, the Packers must be given quarterback permission to speak with the Jets. Otherwise, it would be tampering. So things are happening. Green Bay is now, according to Tyler Dunn, Trey Wingo, and Mike Silver. Know all three. Uh, trust all three on this stuff. It's percolating. It's happening. So let's just start with this. Here's two things I know if it happens, and two things I don't know. Here's the things I know. The Jets would obviously be better with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> they were a mess offensively last year. Okay, I know that. The second thing I know is Green Bear and Aaron Rodgers have become the couple that's staying together for the kids. Couples stay together for the kids all the time. They sleep in separate rooms. They're no longer intimate. 
They flirt with other people. That's where Aaron and Green Bay are at. They'll play nice at the podium, a press release, a dinner. They'll smile. They'll be cordial. But privately, Green Bay is over it. We've talked about this. There's a diva. There's an arrogance. There's, um, you know, semi-committed. They're over him privately. And Aaron Rodgers privately? Oh, wait, nothing's private with Aaron. He wants attention. So he tells us everything from his vaccines to his doctors to what he's thinking his feet. So I know that. The Jets are going to be better. And this thing is now living together for the kids. Here's the two things I don't know. Can Jordan Love play? I watched him. He didn't look spectacular. He looked capable. I mean, again, it was it was kind of a Brock Purdy thing. He can make the basic plays. You know, he's not going to pull something out of his hat like a Burrow, a Josh Allen, a Lamar Jackson, a Justin Herbert, a Mahomes. Can he play? I don't know. We joke it's like the Loch Ness Monster. You get a piece of video about, you know, once every four years. I don't know. And the second thing is, I'm still not sure the Jets, even with Aaron Rodgers, would be the best team in their own division. Buffalo's roster is stacked. And Josh Allen this morning is better than Aaron Rodgers. And I watched Mike McDaniel and Tua average 32 points a game. And Belichick with Mac Jones got to the playoffs last time they had a legitimate offensive coordinator. I don't know how good they'd be. The Jets O-line, eh. The Jets coach is a defensive coach. He's 11-23. and 23. They have some nice weapons, but they're all kids. Aaron's not into the kids. He doesn't like babysitting. And Aaron's drive and ambition, it's not the same. Mike Silver saying the Packers believe he checked out in March when he got the bag. So you look at Herbert AFC, Trevor Lawrence AFC, Allen AFC, Lamar AFC, Burrow AFC. All the great young quarterbacks outside of Jalen Hurts are all in the AFC. They're all ascending. They're all hungry. They're all totally committed. And Aaron is sort of semi-committed, older, had injuries, and got the bag. He doesn't appear to have the hunger. He had a really bad year, and that's with a good O-line and a star back and an emerging receiver, and good tight ends, and an offensive coach in a wonky division. So, you know, I, I don't know if Jordan Love can play, and I think the Jets will be better, but I don't know how much better. But this is now officially living together for the kids. Albert Breer on yesterday's show. The consensus is the thing's run its course. The last two years, if you look at it, it was doing everything to accommodate Aaron Rodgers' return and trying to facilitate extra years of development for Jordan Love, who I think if they were being honest with you a year ago, we were a little worried about where Jordan Love was. Now they want a decision from him, and now they want that decision now, and they want to be able to plan forward on who's going to be their quarterback. And that doesn't mean they're kicking Aaron Rodgers out, but they're less all in on the idea of Aaron Rodgers being their quarterback in 2023 than they were in 2021 or 2022. There are a couple of reasons for that. Number one, I think there's fatigue over the way that this has gone the last couple of years. And then number two, they're pretty excited about where Jordan Love came, how far Jordan Love came over the last year. All right, so now let's pivot to the worst-kept secret in the National Football League. Tom Brady's retired, but is looking at the Niners. So two times last week, I talked about this story that I had heard from Mike Silver and others I had somebody two weeks ago, not in this building, say, 
I'm not sure he's going to be a Fox broadcaster in a year. He may still be playing. So Rich Eisen yesterday reported Brady may not stay retired. So it's a very poorly kept secret. By the way, the team that I thought Aaron could go to, the Dolphins, uh, are another team reportedly in the Brady sites. So here's where we're at, and here's why I believe the rumors then. There's no reason for Rich Eisen to make anything up, so Rich is well-connected. I'm sure he's got some sourcing on this. Trust him. Trust that report. Uh, San Francisco, Brock Purdy's having surgery Friday for the uh, torn UCL. And they tried to do the surgery earlier, but he had swelling. It's not going well. And the expectation is he could be out minimum eight months, translation, middle of the season. So I think they want to go with Brock Purdy. But you can't go into a season with no idea if a guy's not going to be around till Thanksgiving. Secondly, as I reported uh, six months ago, and nobody in San Francisco wanted to hear it, there's real concerns in the organization if Trey Lance is the guy. He's a good athlete. He's a good kid. But this offense by Kyle Shanahan is built for distribution. That's why he preferred Mac Jones, though he's not a great athlete. It's why he wanted Kirk Cousins. It's why he liked Matt Ryan. This is a quarterback-friendly offense, not quarterback-centric. They don't need you running out of plays. They don't need Aaron Rodgers. They don't need Josh Allen. What they need is a distributor, a Chris Paul, not a Steph Curry. And there are real concerns inside the building if Trey Lance can do that. He does everything well except throw the ball accurately. This offense wants one thing, throw the ball accurately. Also today, another reason why I buy into these Brady stories. If Aaron goes to the Jets, and if the Eagles lose two or three players to retirement or free agency, and I think it's going to be more than that, the Niners with Tom Brady would absolutely be the overwhelming favorite in the NFC. Not even a debate. Philly's second, but they could lose their center. They could lose two or three free agents defensively. So somebody I trust outside of this building at Fox told me a couple of weeks ago, they said, I don't think Brady's going to be a broadcaster anytime soon. I think he wants to play. And so Brady set records last year, a couple of different records. I think it was attempts and completions at 45 years old. So a lot of people limp to the end. Elway didn't. Roger Staubach didn't. Derek Jeter didn't. Kobe scored 61 in his last game as a Laker. Brady can still sling it. He's not as good as he was. But remember, the San Francisco offense is built. Are you smart? Can you distribute the ball accurately? Can we pay you a good salary but not break the bank? We want to keep these weapons. I think you got to buy into this. Remember when I asked Tom Brady, are you retired? I showed this clip last week. <laughs> kind of kind of a nebulous, fuzzy, not concrete answer. He didn't land, he didn't stick the landing. And people that day after the interview said, oh, I love the Brady interview, but he kind of gave you a fuzzy answer on the retiring thing. I went back and watched it and thought, yeah, it was kind of fuzzy. So we got multiple people that I, I Mike Silver, uh, Rich Eisen, Trey Wingo, uh, Tyler Dunn, you know, these people are sourced. Aaron Jets, sounds like it's going to happen. Brady Niners still on the table. <laughs> I love this job. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, and it, it, what's fun, this, this isn't the old NFL. It used to be baseball had the hot stove league. And I can remember working at ESPN when I first started there. I mean, you'd spend a month talking about stuff. And then the NBA, they started making a bunch of moves and kind of over 
took the baseball as the off-season sport of choice. Now the NFL's blown past both of them because it's star quarterbacks that are constantly moving. Brady's moving, Stafford's moving, Lamar wants to move, Aaron wants to move. So when you take the America's most popular sport, this would be like in England if, you know, Messi was leaving every two or three years. You've got the biggest start. By the way, that happens. So it, it, it's crazy. It's, it's wonderful. It's crazy. And I buy into the stories. I don't have any sourcing. Uh, I got good stuff on Brady. I don't have uh, Aaron connections. So I, I, I lean into others. But the others this morning, and Trey Wingo's been doing this for a long time. Mike Silver's been doing this a long time and covers the Niners for the San Francisco Chronicle. Jason McIntyre is beside himself. This should be one of the happiest days in your life. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Well, you know he makes Happiest days in my life. You know. I got married. I well, got okay. kids. Come sports on. days. As a sports fan. He, he makes you better immediately. That's, that's not even up for dispute. But, Colin, you know this. When we talk about who's reporting what, about, oh, this guy may go here, doesn't it never work out? There is so much smoke here. I don't know. That it's almost like, I wonder if there's something. Is Could Rodgers go somewhere else other than the Jets? It feels too obvious. Just like with gambling. If 90% of the people are betting one side, what do you do, Colin? You take the other side. 90% the public's never right. Listen, I, It I, feels I, a little sus. Uh, yeah, because Stafford did catch us off guard. Brady to Tampa caught us off guard. Russ, Russell to Denver. In, in fairness, you were right. All of those caught us off guard. This is a little telegraphed. It feels telegraphed, and, and I, you know, I'm loath to bring in uh, politics way, Derek, and stuff. But Derek Carr to the Saints caught us off guard. Indeed. I mean, we thought that yeah. was like the fourth choice. Panthers were in the mix. Jets were supposed to be so in the mix. So what about the politics? Well, Rodgers has gone a certain way in the last couple of years, yeah, going yeah. on Joe Rogan's podcast, and that's fine. He that, He's now going to go in one of the most liberal cities in America. Does that feel like a, a cultural fit to you, Colin? I, it just, just doesn't because, pass the smell test to me. I don't know. I think there's a lot of moderate and conservatives in New York, L.A., Chicago. I think the media's not. New York's full of yeah. guys, full so, of guys right. that are want their pizza, their beer, and their team, and they're going to vote for DeSantis. Yeah, and, I and think Aaron Rodgers is going to do battle with those media guys every <laughs> single day. Come well, on, just, something smells fishy. It's almost all right. Listen, you and I have been on the 51% Aaron's going to Green Bay. But again, new information. When I have respected people who I know are sourced, all right, yeah. sounds like I'm wrong on this. My guess has always been Green Bay will figure it out. But you are officially in the we're living together for the kids stage. This stuff is getting leaked. It's getting leaked by the Packers. I'll say this. They if, want it out. If the Jets can get away with not giving up a first-round pick, I could be on board with it. Give away a second. Packers have no leverage here, do they? Do they have any? Oh, you take him back and figure out your Jordan Love situation, You're, you're going to get a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers. By the way, all they need then, seriously, is a left tackle. Is it, isn't Dwayne Brown going to play one more year? He's like 37, 38. He can still play. Whitworth played until he was 40 and was very good. Dwayne Brown can play. He's good enough to be a playoff team with Dwayne Brown at left tackle. He's good enough. He's fine. He's been a great pro. He'll get a Hall of Fame vote. He's been an excellent. He won't. He may not get in, but he'll be a great pro. So Rodgers plus Jets equals eleven or twelve wins. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it that AFC's loaded. Don't forget what we saw from Tua and Mike McDaniel until Thanksgiving. Right. Tua led the NFL in Pro Bowl votes. He was lighting the league up. Mm. So that's not going away. Mm.
<laughs> I don't know. I know oh, that we... What's, what's Miami? Who's the Miami starting quarterback week one next year, Colin? Tua. You sure? How much confidence on that? Lamar Jackson. Boy, that'd ruin your day, wouldn't it? Lamar to the Josh Dolphins. Allen. <laughs> Lamar to the Dolphins would ruin well, at your least week. The Jets would not have the worst quarterback in the division like they've had for since Mark Sanchez left, basically. Be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-367. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Okay, so this story happened. Geno Smith, not usually a topic on this show and a surprisingly effective quarterback last year, signed a $105 million three-year contract with Seattle. So expect a lot of the money to be up front. So it's essentially a two-year contract Seattle could wiggle out of in the third year. That's my guess. He gets $50, $60 million up front first year or two. Uh, so they're two years in. Third year, they could be in or they could move off him. That's my guess. And that would lead me to believe Seattle with two first-round picks, including the fifth, would take a quarterback. So right now, here's the top of the draft board, top five picks. As of March 7th today, this would be my guess. I don't really do mock drafts. I play with them all day, but it, they're impossible. I think the Bears need an edge. They would take Will Anderson. This is if they can't move down. Houston takes Bryce Young. That's who I would take. 
Uh, Jalen Carter is the third best player. The guy's a game wrecker. He's the best defensive line prospect in some time. Uh, I think Arizona doesn't care about the bad PR. If he's available, they'd take him. I think Indianapolis gets C.J. Stroud, played in the Midwest. Uh, looks like to me, the little Justin Herbert, very capable. Then Seattle, and this is where it gets really interesting to me. I'd make a prediction here. Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? Again, they've signed Geno. It'll be front-loaded. It's a two-year deal they can move off on is what I would guess. So they want to get somebody in and let him sit. So here's what I know about Pete Carroll. He hates interceptions. He is very old school. Hates them. Will Levis can get sloppy. Big arm, big brain, mom went to Yale, grandfather Ivy League, makes it a little casual. Pete hates that. That's why I never got Drew Locke to the Seahawks. Drew Locke's got a big arm. He's really way too casual with the football. Will Levis, who I think is really talented, could be. Turn off. Anthony Richardson, though, is so Pete Carroll, you can taste it. Why? Pete Carroll, when he was at USC and when he's with the Seahawks, he loves projects and big, unique bodies. DK Metcalf was plummeting. And Pete Carroll's like, nah. And nobody built like that in the NFL wide receiver. I'll fix him. He did. Cam Chancellor was this 6'3", 230-pound safety. Really big. Pete's like, I'll take him. Unique size. Percy Harvin years ago, who had migraines, couldn't stay on the field. Pete's like, nobody runs like him. Fastest guy in the league. He was Tyree Kill before Tyree Kill. We'll take him. He rarely played, but he was unique. Richard Sherman, a lanky unusually long corner out of Stanford. Pete's like, he's a project. I'll take him. Pete loves if you give unique size, you have unique speed, and you need a teacher. Pete's a great teacher. I know several people who have been in that locker room. He is one of the NFL's best teachers. And Pete likes to mold you. Um, you know, they've said for years and years, Pete's better with young players than he is with veterans because he's got the same kind of stories over and over. You know, he's you know he's an older coach, right? So he's got a lot of old stories. And after about five or six years, some of the old guys kind of wear out. But Pete is amazing. That's why he was such a great college coach. He's amazing with guys first four or five years in the league or projects like Geno Smith, who, by the way, 6'3 and a half, 220, 225, kind of a big guy. Pete bought into him. Drew Locke has more arm talent. Drew Locke's smaller. He doesn't play with a great deal of urgency. Geno Smith is coachable, bigger. So Pete's really into that. He likes unique size, unique speed. He'll mold him. Anthony Richardson, to me, feels so much like a Pete Carroll pick, especially with a front-loaded Geno Smith contract where you can learn for two years and they can just put you on some red zone packages, play occasionally, be an absolute backup, but used used to fortify Seattle's offense in third and short red zone situations. Geno can move, but he's not a great runner. So Pete Carroll talking about that number five pick He's absolutely looking at quarterback. Oh, we in the position we're in. We 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 are totally connected to the quarterbacks that are coming out. Um, this is a really huge opportunity for us. Um, it's a rare opportunity. We you know we've been drafting in the low twenties for such a long time. You just don't get the chance at these guys. So we're deeply involved with all that. Also, Seattle hit six home runs. Their first six picks last year all hit, meaning they got two first round picks. They got two second-round picks. They have two fourth-round picks. They can take some gambles here. 
Seattle doesn't have to hit on every draft pick. They hit on their first six last year. They got two tackles, a star running back, uh, two corners. They got an edge rusher. Everything worked for them. So they got two firsts. Roll the dice with an unbelievable, maybe the best athlete in the draft. Roll the dice on them. Boy, that feels like what Seattle's going to do. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Trey Wingo reporting Aaron and the Jets had conversations. Aaron is willing to go to New York. He's willing to listen to New York. Tyler Dunn, who's covered the Packers for years, said, remember, the Packers must have given the quarterback permission to speak to the Jets. Otherwise, it's tampering. So things are happening. Here's what's fascinating. I'm not sure what universe we live in or what the universe is telling us. Even though one is from the South and one is from California, look at the similarities as of this morning if Aaron goes to the Jets between Aaron and Brett Favre. So they both fell in the draft. Favre, there were rumors he was a party guy. Aaron, people thought he was kind of mechanical. So let's start with that. Both fell in the draft. Okay. Secondly, neither was great the first year they were allowed to be a starter. They were good. They were talented. They weren't great. They became unbelievable, and for about 10 to 11 years in their prime were some of the two of the greatest quarterbacks ever, not just Packer quarterbacks. Then, you know, year 12, 13 in Green Bay, they start talking about retirement a lot, annoying the front office. Both were known as having great regular season success, multiple MVPs, often doing it without multiple great receivers, but not a ton of playoff success, rather disappointing for both getting one Super Bowl win each. Favre leaves after year 15. Aaron this morning could leave after year 16 as a starter and both go to the desperate Jets and it doesn't end there. Both the Jets with Favre and the Jets potentially with Aaron had a defensive coach, Mangini and Robert Sala, coming off an awful end of the season. What universe are we in? Um, This only means one thing. That Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings in 2024. That is all this can mean. Um, but I, I go back to something I call the Green Bay quarterback syndrome. Because there's no owner, you essentially run the franchise. You have a, a stable front office, Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Um, but you can kind of push them around because you become so iconic. It's a friendly small-town media. There's no owner. Everybody feels like they're a shareholder, and you become almost a messiah. And you don't – when you're given too much power, whether it's a college basketball coach or a star quarterback, you get very comfortable and want to do things your way. And Aaron now is demanding, I want Randall Cobb. And Favre demanded, I'm not changing to a new offensive coordinator or a new offense. So it's a little bit of the Green Bay quarterback system. You, you don't always get your way. Tom Brady was the GOAT. He didn't always get his way with Belichick. He didn't. They drafted Garoppolo. He didn't always get his way. Peyton Manning in Indy. He didn't always get his way. In Denver, Elway made him take a pay cut. Peyton Manning didn't always get his way. I mean, Mahomes signed a team-friendly contract, and they let Tyreek Hill go. Mahomes doesn't always get his way. Favre and Aaron always get their way. So, you know, you get very content, you have a lot of power, you have a lot of leverage, both are getting grumpy as they get older, 
And uh, so the, the stories this morning is that Aaron was given permission to talk to the Jets and would be willing to go to the New York Jets. It'd make them better. How much better? I'm not sure. Defensive coach, losing record. They don't have a very good offensive line. The skill players for the Jets are kids. Aaron's not a babysitter. He's not a babysitter. That is not his personality. And I can respect that. Aaron's like, you know, it's like the Warriors with Steph Curry. Steph Curry's got no interest playing with Kamingo, Wiseman, or Moses Moody unless they're ready to win a championship. I get it. LeBron James doesn't like playing with young guys. He's like, I'm not playing with rookies. He could have played with Andrew Wiggins as a rookie. He said, give me Kevin Love. He goes, give me J.R. Smith. Give me Kyrie Irving. I'm not going to play with rookies. Brady didn't love playing with rookies. LeBron doesn't. I can't just beat up on Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't want to play with kids. I got to be fair about this. Aaron doesn't like to play with kids. He doesn't want to be a babysitter. You know what else he doesn't like to do is talk to the kids. Uh, Colin, he spent more time on podcasts last year, okay? Talking to former punters than he did talking to his now, own young wide receivers. They said as much. Romeo Dobbs, we've never hung out outside the facility. Christian Watson refused to work with him. You want that, Jets? Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, it's The Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers bet five and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. 
Only at DraftKings Sportsbook code HERD, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we, we've talked about how the best five young quarterbacks in the NFL, the top five or six outside of Jalen Hurts, he may be one of the six, they're all in the AFC. So if you're Tom Brady, are you sitting there going... <laughs> If Aaron goes to the AFC, I've got to play for San Francisco. You've got to come back. So we got talking this morning. Who are, of the 16 teams in the NFC, who are the top 10 quarterbacks? So, Colin, we break a lot of new ground on this show almost weekly. I feel like this is the saddest list of any list we've had since I joined the show in September. This is really embarrassing for the NFC. when you do the best quarterbacks in the AFC, it's the best quarterbacks in the league. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lamar, Trevor Lawrence. Like, it's... This just shows you the state. If Aaron goes to the Jets, this is why Brady has to go to the Niners. Let's remind people there are 16 teams in the NFC. All right, here we go. Matt Stafford, number one high school quarterback, number one college quarterback at Georgia, number one draft pick. The year they won the Super Bowl, he threw for 6,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. He's an elite talent. He's getting older. He's been banged up. But nobody doubts the no-look throws, big-time A++ arm. When the Rams gave him protection, he was a machine. Outdueled Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. He's number one. Number two, I'd like to see him without a stacked team, but Jalen Hurts shows me a lot. The Super Bowl performance was otherworldly. 16-2. and two, um, I mean, that, sec- that, that Super Bowl, for any doubter out there, was a wow, jaw-dropping performance. Leadership, maturity, I get everything I want. A grown-up, an adult, focused, ascending, good dude. I'd, I'd like it that he was two inches taller. A bigger arm. I get everything else. Jalen Hurts, too. Laugh all you want. Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. By the way, First seven years in the NFL. It's a pro bowler three times. Oh, by the way, led the Lions to their first winning season since 2017. He's pretty good. 90-plus passer rating in five of the last six years. He's not mobile. He's Matt Ryan with better arm talent. Matt Ryan won an MVP. Jared Goff, three. Kyler Murray, bit of a head case. Have questions about his size and durability. But he's the first player in league history that had 70 touchdown passes and 20 rushing touchdowns in his first three years in the league. Not even Josh Allen did that. Lamar didn't do that. Mahomes didn't do that. He is a unique, unique global football quarterback talent. He's got to get his mentals right or whatever's upstairs and the, the video game stuff, but he can play. Dak, now it gets real close. Dak Prescott, you know, his, his completion percentage is top 10 all time at 67%. So... His passer rating's good. Now, first several years in the league, he had the best running back and the best offensive line. He's come back down to earth as the team has needed Dak to carry them more than Dak's being carried by the team, but I put him at five. Maybe an inch above Derek Carr, who I would put at six. Derek's a four-time pro bowler. Derek's a better fourth-quarter quarterback. Derek has never had close to the support of Dak Prescott. 
So Derek Carr's had horrible defenses, six different coaches, instability his entire career. And he leads the NFL with 33 game-winning drives since he entered the league. He is one of the best come-from-behind fourth-quarter quarterbacks in the NFL with a mess. He's a life preserver for a rickety, wobbly Raider franchise. Now he's a saint. Seven, Kirk Cousins. You know, he and... I mean, I don't get any mobility. I don't get a big arm. He shrinks in big games. I mean, what do you want me to say? But he does give you 4,000 yards passing almost every year. Seven of eight years, you get 4,000 yards passing. Now, unlike Derek Carr, he's when you need him in the fourth quarter, I can trust Derek. I never trust Kirk. And unlike Dak Prescott, Dak can move around a little bit with his feet. Kirk can't. So I put him at seven. Number eight, Geno Smith. Look at the numbers. He had decent protection last year. He completed 69% of his throws, almost 70. 30 touchdowns, 11 picks. He's grown up. I get size, 6'3 and a half, 220. He's a big kid. Hard worker. I think he's limited. I don't think he's going to make a ton of plays off script. I think a lot of his success last year was the run game, but I would put him at number eight. I can't do a nine. <laughs> and I can't do a ten. I can't do it. Don't even ask me to put Daniel Jones or Brock Purdy on there. Can't do it. Um... <laughs> so half the NFC has just unviable quarterbacks for the list, right? That's what you're saying. Well, who do you want me to? Who who would you have me put at nine? You, there's no uh, way. Brock, no, no, I, you gotta, give me a break. <laughs> I can't. Seven games. I will push back on Kirk Cousins. You just said you don't trust him in the fourth quarter. Kirk Cousins led the NFL this season in game-winning drives and fourth-quarter comebacks with eight. He, I know it was a miracle season and all that. I think you've got to make the case Kirk Cousins could be as high as three on this list. Oh, good hell. That's a one-year outlier. It was. Oh, Jared Goff is continuing greatness. Kyler Murray had one good season. Jared Goff has gone on the road. One big playoff he game. He had McVay. A, Come on, dude. He had McVay. Did you watch what he did with the Lions this year? Their offense yeah, was I, stellar. They were excellent. Ben Johnson was outstanding. Oh, and okay, oh, by so the way, they missed the playoffs. I forgot. That's right. Well, I mean, so so winning record in Detroit. He was good. I, I like Goff. I, I can't put him ahead of Kirk Cousins. If I told you, Colin, non-primetime game, 1 p.m. start tomorrow. Time out, time out. Time out. <laughs> if you told me non-primetime game. Yeah. So the Super Bowl would be, you could Well, or Thursday <laughs> or Monday or Fox game yes, of the week. I, that was a joke. But Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff to start a big game tomorrow. You're taking Goff? Uh, this is nonsense. Of course I'm taking wow. golf. Okay. I saw his last big game at Lambeau. It was a he big outplayed game. Aaron Rodgers. He did. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Nick Wright, <laughs> who's been on vacation uh, again. Brazil. Did he mix in Acapulco? Oh, Madrid? This guy. <laughs> I so, mean, look at him. Honestly, yeah. I've never seen uh, any. Look at the tan. How long were you off, uh, by the way? I don't know. Long enough that evidently Kyler Murray had three great seasons that I missed. <laughs> you got him ahead of Dak Prescott. And, I mean, what are you talking about? The guy's smaller than your son and, and injured and nobody likes him. Yeah, what are you doing there? I the I can I can ride with you on golf. I understand a lot of what you did. I'd have had Jalen ahead of uh, Stafford, but that's picking nits. But Kyler Murray 
should be, of those eight quarterbacks, the last one listed. He just has to be. He has every red flag, Colin. Best I can tell, Larry Fitzgerald had the choice of play with him or quit the sport. And quit the sport. They don't think he studies. And he's hurt all the time. I don't know. The Kyler thing I disagree with. Otherwise, good list. All right. So, I've got to start with this. And your pictures with your beautiful wife were amazing. And I'm very happy for you. So, I said this. Everybody was selling their um, warrior stock. And I said, in my lifetime, uh, if you go back... Even to the tough guy Pistons, a lot of intellectual basketball capital. Dumars became a GM, Isaiah GM, Lambira coach, Mahorn a coach. I think the intellectual capital in the building, Bob Meyer, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, uh, Andrew Wiggins, I buy this team. I think when Steph's been gone, it's allowed them. DiVincenzo's playing. Jordan Poole stepped up. I think their backcourt depth is insane. Um, Sure. But why are they so awful on the road? And great at home. They're terrible on the road. Yeah, they're not a very good team, Colin. And while Bill Lambeer was a tough guy, he didn't punch his teammates. He saved that for Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. So I think I think you started off the season poorly. And Colin, this is what at some point, congrats to the Warriors for winning that title last year. I did not see it coming. I did not expect it. And I deep down still think if Chris Middleton stays healthy, they don't win that title. But that's neither here nor there. That banner will fly forever. But, Colin, 20 games in, this team was 10-10. and 10. 40 games in, they were 20-20. and 20. 60 games in, they were 30-30. and 30. And they currently have more road victories than the Spurs and the Rockets and that is the list. Oh, Nick, but but Steph's been out. They are 20 and 19 when Steph plays and 14 and 12 when he doesn't. No matter how you slice it, this is an average team that as great as Steph is, he can't he can't save this team. So I know that you were buying up that Warriors stock that those other people were selling. I sold most of mine, but I held a few shares. But I'll sell it to you right now, my friend, <laughs> because this team is drawing dead to win a title. They just they I think they they it was such an emotional relief and such an emotional investment to winning it last year that this year when it starts off poorly and they deal with injuries and the young guys don't come around the way they'd hoped, it's just too much of an ask, in my opinion. So it's interesting. I I covered Arvidas Sabonis in Portland for several years. Jokic reminds me a little of him. A big, durable body. Um, tremendous yeah. passer. You can move him away from the basket. Automatic near the basket. He's going to win another MVP. It bothers you, though. Now, the stats, the data, he's highly productive, uniquely gifted as a sort of center, point center. Sabonis had the ability to literally run the offense through him behind the back passes. Why does it drive you nuts that he's going to win another MVP? Well, I just, I think there is, and I wonder if you agree with me on this, Colin. I think there is a new arrogance of the media that is polluting a lot of our sports coverage. And the reason I say that here is the entirety, it would seem, of NBA MVP voters, or at least the vast majority, are convinced they have this award right and all of history must have had it wrong. 
Because, they, oh, Nick, it's just a regular season award. What you've done in the postseason does not matter. And how many you have won does not matter. Then why does no one ever win three straight? Then why does everyone in the history of this award who has gotten a third, much less three straight, had been to at least one, most usually two, and for everyone but two guys had won a championship, been to a finals or been to two finals, I should say, and for everyone but two guys won a championship. So what you're telling me is the voters in the past who decided, all right, Magic's won two in a row, we're not giving him a third in a row. Michael's won two in a row, we're not giving him a third in a row. Steph, Giannis, LeBron, those guys had it wrong, and you have it right. Well, Nick, he's the one seed with amazing numbers. Well, that can't matter, though, because those same voters last year told me he should win as the sixth seed. Right. The reason I care, Colin, is because I think NBA MVP is one of the only awards we have left that has true historical relevance. You want to tell a story of the eras? Go look at the damn MVPs. In the 60s, Wilt and Russell won them all. Guess yeah. who the players were? Wilt and Russell. In the 70s, Kareem won six. In the 80s, Michael, Bird, and Magic won. Yeah. Let me do the math quickly in my head. In the 80s, Michael only won one. So they won nine of them. And, and in the 90s, it's Jordan with, oh, Akeem. That was an important player. Yeah. Then we have Duncan. We have Shaq. We have LeBron. It tells the story of the league. Right. And in 60 years, folks are going to be like, oh, man, how many titles Jokic wins? Like, oh, none. Did he get unlucky? Nope. Nobody actually even expected him to win the title. <laughs> what about when they were the one seed? People, no, the, the, the same voters who are demanding, if you don't vote Jokic, you don't understand the sport, ask them who they got winning the West, much less the title. <laughs> and you know who they'll say? <laughs> Teams who have players who are better than Jokic, but they're not actually better than Jokic, but they play defense and then get a bucket better. But have you seen Jokic's VORP? He's a great player. And if he hadn't won the previous two, which he shouldn't have, he, I would be fine with him winning this one. But now he's going to win them all. And I'm just, I'm just asking this question. If he wins again this year, and then they lose in round two again, last year was actually round one, are we, he can win next year though, right? Because it's not about the playoffs. It's, right. it's about, he just get, let him win all the awards. Not that I'm passionate about it. It just bothers me, Colin. <laughs> we used to have standards in this country. Well, oh boy. Well, you know, uh, I think your argument, your historical argument is generally we give it to the guy who we feel like is the greatest player. And uh, we've gotten a little, um, I, I agree with you on this. I, I tend to be. I, th I think the regular season and the postseason, though, are two different seasons. They, it's officiated differently. Uh, home court. Yes, but it does. Hold on. But let me just ask this. That's true. But Giannis won two in a row. Right. And flamed out in the playoffs. And you know what they said? You, you can't win the next year. Yeah, that's true. Nash won two in a row yeah. and then had his best season. And they didn't make the finals. And so they didn't let him win the next year. That's true. Why are we changing? What they are arguing is. Those voters got it wrong. Right. But with the Giannis thing, it's the same voters. <laughs> they just, I, I, don't, right. I don't understand it. Yeah. No. He still reminds me of Arvidas Sabonis a little bit. Okay, finally. Maybe not finally. Yeah. Um, I, there's a lot of things. I have very flawed, vulnerable friends, and that's why I love them. They're all a little off. Uh, I do have one thing, though, that is a non-starter. 
can't be high maintenance. I'm busy. I'm married. I got kids. I got businesses. You can't be high maintenance. So I know if I ran the Packers, I'd be like, dude, I, I can't do it. I love you. <laughs> I, I can't deal with the constant, nobody loves me. So I get Green Bay despite Aaron's talent. I, As I've said before as a GM, Baker Mayfield, by the way, undraftable to me. I, I tell, I'll take Kirk Cousins, less drama. What do you make? What would you do if you're Green Bay? I'd rather play love. I, I'm, I'd be done with it. I, the juice is no longer worth the squeeze. Not for the money and for the drama. And there was a point in time where it was. But now, now people, we are asking Aaron Rodgers, in a season where he will turn 40, to get better. It, it, the, at the level of player he was last year, he's not worth the contract and the headache. And why would we expect him to reverse the aging curve? Because Tom Brady did. Brady and LeBron, Colin, are going to have a long tail of making teams make bad decisions. Because teams are going to see their aging stars and say, well... Brady was had a whole nother chapter left, and LeBron had five more years left. Those guys are the outlier, not the rule. And so it, when you add to it that he is, and it is his right, and I understand it, but a, you know, a seven-month player instead of a 10-month player, the way the rest of the quarterbacks in this, the top quarterbacks in this league are, I'd move on. Now, I said they should have played love the final month of the season. Yeah. And everybody killed me for it. But now I bet they wish they had. Because then at least they would know if they turn it over to love. Are we screwed or not? Do we need to find a new quarterback? Now they're going to be flying blind. But they can't. He's not good enough anymore to allow to to have total control over the team. At least that's the way I see it. Okay. Now you are going to do this for a long time. I've been doing it for a long time. I am. We, we tend to bury people at the end of their careers. And my takeaway is if somebody's good and having fun and making good money, keep doing it. How is it going to land for you? If Aaron goes to the jets and Brady comes back and plays for the Niners, what do you make of that? Because well, I mean, I- it, it's going to happen. Oh, listen, I think that's you, – you say it's going to happen? I, I think Wait, it's – did I just hear it's going to happen? I really think it's it, It's 50-50. People I trust – Mike Silver told me two weeks ago, he goes, it's just too obvious. Purdy's not going to be ready till Thanksgiving off the surgery. It's too good of a roster this, to just say, okay. we're going to put Trey Lanton across our fingers. It's too good of a roster. All right, well, l- listen, I'm not writing off Trey Lance. However, before Brady retired – I assumed that was definitely where he was going. Miami or San Francisco, you need a ready-made roster. San Francisco is as ready-made as it gets. It makes all the sense in the world. And I, Colin, I'll tell you this much. I actually, I've come around on this. I'd be fine with it because my guy, Patrick Mahomes, oh, okay. is going to win all the, get all the records when all the Super Bowls have all these things. However, as it stands, mm. there is one box he will never be able to check. Beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. But if Tom Brady comes back to San Francisco, oh, oh we know how that game would go. Now all of a sudden <laughs> we get Mahomes-Brady in a championship with Mahomes complete. You know, that would w- probably be for Mahomes' attempt to go 20-0. and 0. 
Forget back to back. I mean, pretend, you know, I, I, I don't know if you've looked up the, down the Chiefs depth chart, but it, I, don't find, I don't see a lot of holes and I don't see a lot of losses on the upcoming schedule. So how great would that be? How great would that be? Tom Brady goes back to San Francisco. That Mahomes has three career playoff losses. Two of them are to that guy. And if he gets him to complete a second straight Super Bowl, maybe an undefeated season, oh my goodness gracious. So yeah, I hope Brady comes back. I hope he comes back to the NFC and Mahomes will see him at the top of the mountain. All right. I wanted to see how that would land for you. Well, he's tanned. I'm fine with it. Yeah. How, Brazil was nice. I've never gone there. It was nice. Well, let, I, it was it was the most, like, as, as far as landscape, the most beautiful place I've ever been. Uh, it, was, it was absolutely amazing. I appreciate that. The listeners don't care about that, so we yeah. can move on. You also look quite, listen, Colin, so let me just tell America some real quick, Colin does. Colin, uh, we all get time off and go on vacation. Yeah. And some of us go sunny places, and Colin then's like, oh, look at these tan people. Meanwhile, pretending he's just been grinding. <laughs> he goes to his ski chalet where, yeah, he doesn't get tan because he's wearing goggles, but he sure as hell seems to be having a good time and acts like we're living the good life. Give me a break. <laughs> You're breaking up. I can't hear you. Right, uh, Nick ya. Wright. Bye. First things first after our show. Good seeing you. I do wear ski goggles. Bye, I God. like to ski. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.